100. Episode 100. Is it time? Oh. <laughs> I don't think I really let it sink in that this is episode 100. It's such a huge milestone, girl. Like, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I am too. And you know what? When I was looking at our production schedule, I'm like having to switch tabs between 2021, 2022, 2023. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, we've been doing this podcast for a long time. Well, it's coming up <laughs> on two years, right? We launched July. Yeah. Two years and 100 episodes. Wow. It's kind of like a double milestone. Look oh. at us. Yeah, well, when you, you know, not to bring it down to statistics, but when most shows don't publish beyond episode 10, I'm really proud of us. I know. We've stuck, we've stuck with this. Yay us. Uh, Yay us. Are we in the conversation? Uh, well... <laughs> Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Happy 100! Happy 100 to you! To Yay, friends! Episode 100! Holy moly! Holy moly, indeed! Wow! Two years, girl. Did we think when we started we'd still be here two years later? Honestly, I don't know. Did you? I didn't think so. <laughs> I kind of thought we'd like give it a go and see what happened at the end of year one. <laughs> we're almost double that now. Wow. I was also reflecting on how, you know, we're keeping a, a record of our conversations and it, it's nice, right? It's like when you, you've got your photos that take snapshots of memories and having like this record of our conversations. It's, yeah, it's cool. Something we can look back on. Yeah, definitely. I thought I was really interested in preparing for this episode when I was looking back and looking at all the episode titles that we've done so far, because friends, spoiler alert, today we're going to be doing a little look back at four of our favorite episodes to provide a little update on each topic since many of these were recorded over a year ago. <laughs> right. Like we've changed where we've been, like we are actually able to see like if we've changed our minds on things, we were able to actually reflect right. on the journey, which you normally can't do that unless you keep a record in some way so yeah it's pretty cool that we're able to do that and I thought it was cool to look at the overarching episode topics and then see how many different reference points we have in other episodes on the show kind of these recurring themes that are clearly very important to us mm. yes those constants the topics and themes that keep coming back yeah oh my gosh well I'm really excited to look back at these four episodes should we dive in let's do it all right. We are taking it back to episode one, Do I Want to Start a Family? Which we know we also mentioned this episode in our episode 50 celebration and look back. And I'm excited to revisit it because 
I'm pregnant now. <laughs> right, there's been a journey there. Even from ep- yeah. to episode 50 and now to where we're at, there's been a journey from that episode one uh, and from and where you've been in, in regards to do you want to start a family? Yeah, it feels like very full circle because when we recorded that episode, I very distinctly remember that being around the time that John and I had kind of had like this very serious conversation and both decided like, yes, we do want this. And so going from a place of like, okay, we've made this big life decision that we do want to start a family that we are going to try and do this. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Neither of us had ever tried to start a family before I'm 40. You know, there's a lot of variables that went into this to even when we started trying, it was still kind of like, is this going to take us a month? Is it going to take us six months? Is it going to take us a year? (laughs) So there were just like so many unknowns on this journey. So to look back at that episode and to think about us having that conversation, me kind of just getting into that space of like, yes, I want to start a family. And now today being here, I'm almost halfway through my pregnancy, which is wild, even though sometimes it does feel like it's going very slow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm so excited to be here and to like, I'm excited to be where I am. Um, on that journey of yeah, to we have a to talk. Uh, yes, I have some questions for you. I remember in that episode we talked about. I particularly remember that you mentioned it. There were times in your life when people would ask you if you you know did you want to have kids, and this idea that we're supposed to want to. And you might have said that there were times when you know it was uncomfortable when people would ask you that question mm. and and I and I had that too you know like I've had at different points in our life in our 20s in our 30s and so on when people will ask you that question and so since we started the podcast you then got married because you yeah. weren't married at the time you and John weren't married did you get more questions about you guys having kids after you were married oh huh that's interesting you know I, I guess I didn't really notice Because I felt like people were asking us like long time before Before we got married about kids. (laughs) Because I think that those who were close enough to us to ask that question knew that we were in a lifelong partnership, even though we weren't married, you know, did the technical, all that stuff. But yeah, that's right. You, You bring that up and this actually flashes me back to me, you, John, and Omar hiking in El Yunque here in Puerto Rico. And I remember you and I had this conversation about kids. And I think that at that point, you asked me, and I said, I don't know. (laughs) That's right. Yes. We had that conversation. And you didn't know. That was like 2019. And I never felt, I I didn't feel that way with you. And there were certain people who I'd have the conversation with where I felt like it was just a very open, honest conversation about whether or not we wanted to have kids. But yeah, I definitely remember going back to your comment about what I said in episode one is there were times that people would ask me and I would feel uncomfortable saying anything, but yes, I do Mm want to have kids because it was almost like you were weird if you didn't say right. that. Yes. <laughs> like that was the expectation. Right. Yeah. Well, how did you find out? Let's take it back to how did you find out when, then when did you decide to tell people? Who did you tell first? All of that stuff. How was that? that oh, moment? yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're in Japan. (laughs) Take us back. I've had all these like major starting a family things with you and Omar. (laughs) I'm telling you, we Um, have something to do with it. It's hard to not take credit for this baby. (laughs) Uh, So we're in Japan. We've been in Japan for two weeks. We had just finished our girls time in Tokyo and we met back up with the guys you, Omar, me, John, Cass, and Remy are all getting together for dinner for like our kind of goodbye dinner. And John and I decided to take a pregnancy test because again, we had been trying and that was kind of about the time that I thought, okay, I should take a test, see, you know, what happens. I was like a day or two late at that point. I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. So we take a test and it's negative. And I thought, okay, that's all right. We're, you know, we know that this doesn't just like happen exactly when you want it to. Like we're good. Um, We go out to dinner. We have a great closeout to the trip with you guys. Three or maybe four days later, let's see. I guess it was like three days later. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going back to San Diego to spend two weeks with my family. John's getting back on a plane to come back to Puerto Rico And I get to San Diego, I'm still late. And I was on a run with my sister and we were talking about it. And she's like, you should probably take another one. (laughs) So I get home from my run that morning, I call John and I said, you know what, I'm going to take another one. And he's like, okay, go take it. Text me if it's negative. Call me if it's positive. Oh, it's interesting. You told him that you were going to take another test. You didn't just decide to do that without. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Okay. Yeah, no, I felt like I had to tell him because, right. yeah, I don't know. It you just... can tell the inexperienced person who has not been in the situation. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you have to tell the other person? Just go and do it. No. Just do it. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a good reason. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I take the test and it's positive, like pretty immediately. And I was like, oh my gosh, my hand was shaking. I'm in the bathroom by myself. It was a crazy moment. Your sister had was still there with you in the house, or you're just on your no, own? No, no. I was I was at my parents' okay. house, but I was just in the bathroom by myself. Okay. Because um, I knew that either way, I wanted John to be the first person that oh, knew yeah. what the result was. Of course, of course. And so, yeah, I I honestly wasn't expecting it to be positive because we had just taken a test a few days before and it was negative. So I. I had just kind of thought like, okay, it didn't happen this month. Like we try again next month. Did you uh, cry? So it was how surprising. Did you, how did you feel? No, I was, I was like, I was just in shock. Okay. <laughs> I was shocked. And you had your phone I called there? John. Okay. Yeah, I had Sorry. my phone there. I called <laughs> I'm John. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> Reliving this with you. And he knows that because he's getting a phone call from me and not a text message that it's positive. So he knows just by the fact that I'm calling him that it was positive. So he picks up and, you know, (laughs) what did you say? (laughs) He, I think he said, holy. (laughs) And then I probably said, holy too. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. I think I said, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And we just had, you know, back and forth of can't believe this. Oh my gosh. So excited. This is awesome. We did it. (laughs) We're going to have a baby. 
Yeah. And, and on that phone call, actually, I, I said, you know, my mom's in the next room. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm not going into that room and telling my mom. And again, this is very, I mean, I'm like maybe week five right. of the pregnancy, mm-hmm. still super early. Okay. But I knew that because I was about to spend the next two weeks with my family, there's no way I would, I'm not telling them. And so I told John, you know, if you want to tell your immediate family too, mm-hmm. let's tell our immediate families, but let's keep it to that for at least the next couple of weeks. Like when I get back to Puerto Rico, we can talk again and, okay. you know, maybe we decide something different. I, I know a lot of people wait until 12 weeks. I wasn't really like hell bent on that. Mm. Um, I was okay with telling people before that. What is around, so you were okay with not sticking to that 12 week. Is that a general kind of rule that a lot yeah of- the the first trimester generally speaking you mm-hmm. know your chances of miscarriage are much higher right so once you reach those 12 weeks yeah that percentage drops like super drastically oh okay um, so a lot of people wait until then you told I take your the mom? pregnancy test i walk into my mom's room and i just held it up and and she's like trying to adjust my hand so that she can see it. She has no idea what's going on because she did not know that I was taking a pregnancy test. Oh. So I just randomly walk into a room with a pregnancy <laughs> test. She freaked is out. Is this a thermometer? Have you got She's... a temperature? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. She freaks out. We go downstairs. I show my dad. My dad freaks out. Uh, I call my sister. My sister freaks out. That was so it was tough not being with John. I really like, you know, that, that was kind of like to tell him to have that conversation over the phone. Isn't necessarily how I expected it, Okay, but it was really cool to be in person with my family. That was really special. Yeah. They were right there. Oh, well, thank you for sharing all of those details. And I kept jumping in there and then what happened? And then what happened? (laughs) What an amazing moment continues to be a very exciting time and just new things around every single corner and every single day, you know, learning something new and what an amazing journey. I mean, for anyone tuning in um, who has experienced it before and for anyone tuning in who wants to experience it in the future. Yeah. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the things you think will change and you're happy to be raising kids in, in, in Puerto Rico? Well, I think everything's going to (laughs) change. Everything. I'm very, I'm very well prepared for the fact that nothing will be the same, but that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I'm very well prepared for the fact that all my, neuroses around planning and preparation and organization are probably going to have to be put on hold a little bit. Um, So I'm okay with all of that. Yeah, you know, I'm just taking it a day at a time. Mm -hmm. And raising kids in Puerto Rico, you know, there are dozens of families here that have proven that it's totally possible. But I'm trying to approach this just being very open about everything. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how I'm going to feel when the baby comes. I don't know what it's going to be like for me personally, raising Mm -hmm. a baby, a child here. So I'm just super open to seeing how I feel in the moment, seeing how we feel about our situation and what's best for all of us. And, you know going from there yeah you've got a beautiful new chapter awaiting so we'll revisit this again maybe episode 200 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that'll be an interesting one. <laughs> and and like you mentioned, you know, you've got uh, you know a sister to lean on. You've got friends there. We've got mutual friends there in Puerto Rico. Maria comes to mind. She had a baby, so it's great that you've got a lot of people around you as, as part of your community to lean on. Yeah, I feel so blessed for that. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I remember when we, so we've revisited this topic a couple of times when we had Natalie Sisson on, the suitcase entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember Mm -hmm. she being also having a child later in in life referred to, you know, the terminology is sometimes it's used. Like I think she talked about the geriatric, (laughs) was it geriatric pregnancy? Geriatric pregnancy, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, actually starts at age 35, which is crazy. Yeah. Okay. That is not makes no old. sense. Makes no sense. Uh, and then we had your sister on, and she shared her experiences starting a business, having a business while having kids as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll have now insight into your journey, and yeah, we'll definitely revisit this. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you and John. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Uh, okay. Next episode we're going to look back on is episode 49. And that was when it comes to friendship, is it quality over quantity? Now I picked this one out just because I love talking about friendship. (laughs) We can always talk about friendship anytime, anytime. And we've had so many, like this was back to the beginning of the episode. Again, one of those kind of overarching topics where I felt like there were so many different episodes where we had either referred back to this episode or it had kind of been on the topic of friendship, connection, Mm -hmm. relationships. This is just such a huge part of my life and something that's so important to me. Like anytime I'm doing any type of exercise and you need to do like, your most important buckets in life or when I think about on a daily basis, what's so important to me, you know, connection and friendships, and it just comes up over and over and over again for me. So yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Mine too. And, you know, we shared with our, with our friends that we went to Japan together. Mm -hmm. We had our girls trip. I mean, to me, for me personally, that trip to Japan has been one of the highlights of my life and having that shit. Yeah, I mean it, really. It was such a special trip, such a special trip. And, and it just brings up, you know, how critical the friendship relationship is to our life, like how important mm-hmm. it is. And then on the opposite spectrum of this, we revisited friendship in episode 93 from the perspective of, is there a friendship crisis? Are we experiencing a friendship crisis? And interestingly, we got an email from a listener who was surprised when we we shared, you know, younger women who during the pandemic, who've lost a lot of their friends, a lot of those connections have been lost during this time. And one of our listeners emailed me saying that she was quite surprised and quite sad saddened by this but she shared that she had found her best friend at age 56 oh which was just such a beautiful thing it's like and I remember we talked about that in this episode that there is this perception I think there was one of those posts on social that said if you don't have kids if you don't have a dog you're not going to be able to find friends yeah. it's much harder and yeah. I remember you pushed back on that and yeah. and this listener who, who emailed us too also shared like is it really that hard like in in that sense and I know it might sound dismissive but in that sense of like 
encouraging like no it's not that hard you can find a friend at any time in in life and to her point she found someone at at 56 her best friend that she'd been looking for her whole life that is so awesome I love that and that's kind of where I was hitting at when I challenged that is like come on guys like we can do this you can find a friend That's really amazing. I've I've experienced that too with some people in our neighborhood here in Puerto Rico, like one of our neighbors, Anne Marie, she's 87 now, I believe. And she has some of her best friends here in the community that she's met who are also what we call snowbirds. So Snow they birds. spend winters here oh. and then they go back to their homes um, in the summertime. And uh, yeah, she's just created so many beautiful friendships here over the years. And but she's 87. She's rocking it. <laughs> That's so great. I love those stories. That's so great. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but when it comes to friendship, is it quality over quantity? Oh, absolutely quality. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. I'd rather have a handful of super close, like lifer friends than, you know, a room full of 100 people. I mean, a room full of 100 people is great, too, if you <laughs> have the capacity for that many friends, but I don't. <laughs> and that's just a personal issue. <laughs> no, so we haven't we haven't changed our, our thoughts on that one. Definitely quality right. over quantity. Yeah, same thoughts, same thoughts. All right, next episode, episode 60, and that was want to do, have to do, get to do. Which is it? And I was excited to pull this episode out and have a revisit because for me, I think it's so important from a standpoint of having like a strong mindset of being able to choose your day to day. I even feel like I've maybe shifted my mindset on this a little bit in thinking about the things that come up, you know, on a day to day basis and whether I am categorized categorizing them subconsciously or consciously as things that I want to do, have to do, or get to do. Well, this is definitely a recurring theme. I feel like in a lot of the times we've had conversations and I really look up to you in this, in this regard, because you've been so intentional about the things you say yes to. And I know we even did an episode, episode 39. Why did I say yes to that? You know, you've brought up your, one of your favorite books, essentialism, you know, one of the the standout phrases that you mentioned a lot is how empowering it is to say no. Yes. And so I feel like you, you really live this, you know, and, and so it is a recurring theme. So I'm curious, like, how has your mindset changed? I wonder too, how it's going to change around, you know, being a mama very soon. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it because I do work really hard on this. And I even feel like just as recently as what was that? not even a year ago when we recorded this episode, that there were still things and and honestly are still things that I'm like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. But I have caught myself a little bit more, I think, when I start talking or thinking like that. And it just blows my mind, like what a big difference it makes. Like, there are some things that I just really don't like handling. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like taxes. I just really don't like tax time. I don't like gathering paperwork. I don't like having to fine tooth comb all these numbers that I don't really understand. Like, that's why I hired a CPA. (laughs) I don't think you're alone there. 
think, yeah, I don't, I don't think I am either, but you know, that's something that like on a knee jerk basis, like that's something that I have to do, Mm -hmm. but if I can just reframe it, that I get to pay taxes, that I get to go through this time of, that means that I'm generating revenue That means that I'm financially stable. Mm -hmm. That means that I'm, quote unquote, paying my dues to the tax man. (laughs) You know, there are a lot of things that that represents that I don't want to take for granted Mm -hmm. because I am grateful that where our business generates revenue. And I am grateful that we work in it together with a society where people are responsible and they contribute to, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. So just like something's as small as that, or to your point, as big as like, actually just this week, Gus went for his three year annual checkup. He's three. He's three <laughs> already. Yeah. No, I know. God, he's, he's grown boy. I know. Gosh, time flies. But I was like, ugh, I don't want to have to take him to this appointment. I don't like going to the vet. They never see you on time. True to form, we waited there for an hour after our appointment time before we got called in. And you know, this is like another one of those things where it's like, Gus is such a light in our life. Like, I want to get to take him Mm -hmm. to the vet because he's an amazing pet, because he deserves care and to make sure that he's healthy and that he has his vaccines and all this stuff. So, you know, things like that, that I just I, I feel like I'm getting better and better at changing my mindset around them. And it really does change the way you feel about actually doing those things. One of the. And this is something that you shared a lot. And another thing that I actually look up to you for is your sense of being present in in the moment. And the reason I bring that up is I've talked to you about the the untethered soul. This book that I've Mm, I'm rereading for the second time. It's had such a profound impact on on everything. Like it's really life changing. And one of the ideas from this book, where I've probably since we recorded this episode, the want to do, have to do, get to do, which is it, where I've kind of now changed my mindset and and I'm drawing this from this book is the idea of our, our time on earth is so short and mm. we may as well just have fun doing what we're here to do. Everything passes eventually, right? Whether it's your taxes, whether it's taking your pet to the vet, Everything eventually passes. If we're not present, if we're just thinking about the next thing, that's when I think we get caught up with like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'd rather be doing something else or I've got something else to do. You're thinking about the future. Whereas if you are focused more on being present, I think you just can have a bit more fun and not get so caught up in how tedious or how, because I think a lot of the times that you don't want to do something is because you Yes, you'd rather be doing something else, but you're future focused. Yeah. You're not being present. That's such a great point and such an awesome reminder. I love that. It's something that you've talked about a lot, which I appreciate. Well, now I'm really excited to dive into this book. I know that we've kind of had it on our production schedule to maybe discuss the untethered soul. And I do feel like I've 
gotten at least halfway through it at some point mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. So this is a good like nudge to definitely revisit it. And we'll have to get that episode on the books. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it with you. It's had a huge impact on me. Yeah, yeah. For the better. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that presence is, uh, gosh, that has absolutely changed my life too. just viewing things mm-hmm. that way. And how much more intentional you can be with your time. Like you said, how much more you enjoy your time when you're present in the moment and not thinking about something that happened yesterday or what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. And these are like little things, right? Mm -hmm. They're just, they're not easy. You have to really work at them. Yep. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I'm reading this book a second time because it's, it's something you have to practice. Um, so when Mm -hmm. you are caught in those moments of like, I don't want to do this thing, but reminding myself, Hey, I get to do this thing right now. I don't know if the next moment, I mean, it sounds pretty dark to talk about, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be here the next moment. So I may as well enjoy, right? So it's like, I may as well just enjoy and just be present right now. So it really, really shifts. uh, Yeah, it really shifts things for sure. Ooh, I'm (laughs) glad that we revisited that one. That was a good one. All right. Our fourth and final revisit is episode 81. And that's what's one thing you've changed your mind about recently? I thought this would be a fun topic to revisit because maybe each of us could share one thing that we've changed our mind about recently. I know in that episode, we shared several things, but do you have one that maybe since this has come up for you? Yeah. And a preamble to this too is very on theme for us that we very big on self-improvement, getting better. And I really like that you pulled this one out because I'm constantly reminding myself of whatever I believe right now, whatever I think right now, whatever my belief system is right now, there's a good chance. And I hope there's that it will change eventually. And then I think that signals growth. That's, that's my perception there. So, but I'm going to bring a really silly one that I've realized I've changed my mind about recently. This goes back to when we talked about uh, the TV shows that we were watching Uh and how I mentioned that we don't do TV dinners. Well, yeah, I do TV dinners now. (laughs) I love it. I love TV dinners. I'm not talking about pull out of the freezer and microwave. I'm talking about having dinner while you're watching TV. That's it. That's what we mean by TV dinners. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. You've cooked. There's a home cooked meal, but instead of having it at the dining table with the TV off, you have it in front of the TV watching a show at the same time. What has, okay, what shifted? Tell me more. Well, one of the other things that have shifted that's related to this or has caused this, as we know from a couple of episodes ago, Omar and I are working out of a co-working space. We're not working from home. My views on that has changed a lot, yeah. I'll say, in just a couple of the, the last few months. You know, is it, am I more productive? Is it better to work from home versus working in an office space or with other people? So because of that change, we don't have as much like we're coming home later not having as much time to 
prepare food and have our dinner and then do our winding down and watching a show so i remember in that tv episode it was very efficient i think you mentioned you and john efficiently have dinner (laughs) and watch a show because it's a question of you know being efficient and i was like yeah that makes so much sense now i get that (laughs) so i've totally changed my mind on that okay see something else that john and i do that because i totally get the whole like you want to sit down and have dinner and have a conversation conversation. Mm -hmm. And people assume that if you're doing the TV dinner thing that you're not talking. But John and I will straight up like hit pause and have full on conversations not related to the show at all. Just about like something that happened that day or we do the same. Really have it all. (laughs) Pause, pause, pause. I just remember this one thing. Pause. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then we launch into a conversation. So I mean we're not doing it every single night, but I remember being quite, I wouldn't say bullish, but being, you know, more against the, the whole sitting in front of the TV while having dinner. Uh, so I definitely changed yeah. my mind about that. All right. Okay. Your turn. Your turn. Your turn. I like that. Gosh, I feel like mine is way too serious now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what is it? I'm intrigued now. Well, I kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but it's really around this idea of like letting go of my planning, preparation and organization modes. And I don't mean letting go of them as in like, I don't do them anymore. But I think what I've changed my mind about is that I can do that for things that are like very under my under my control. Mm -hmm. So I can organize my office, Mm -hmm. I can plan for a webinar that I'm doing next week. Mm -hmm. I can be prepared for a dinner that I'm hosting next week, right? Like all those things are very much under my control. So I think what I've changed my mind about is understanding that there are a lot of things that are not in my control. And I think that I previously, maybe even subconsciously had a really hard time admitting that. (laughs) I think I'm just way more of a control freak than I thought. So I've changed my mind about... I'm all like excited and up in my seat because this book that I'm reading, The Untethered Soul, really unlocks that idea of actually so little of what we think is in our control actually is. Actually, very almost nothing is in our control, which is a Mm. wild and big idea to contemplate. And tied to that is letting go when things don't go according to plan yeah so Ooh, nudge number re- two nudge number two this, on that nudge number two on that will be on my kindle tonight <laughs> but i was very like shocked when you said that i was like no kate can't let go of her systems and processes and planning that's what makes her so great I definitely am not letting go of it, but I am letting go of the fact that I can't apply it to everything in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And re- and reading this book, you it will unlock even further how it's almost, yes, futile, useless to think that you can control so much. And just the energy that's spent and wasted when things don't go according to plan and you yeah. get sucked into that negative energy oh my gosh totally I think it causes like a lot of like unnecessary stress and like all these emotions that you don't need that that is you you don't need to deal with right exactly well 
in this book, he talks about that is what stress is. Stress comes from the fact that because things happen outside of your expectation or desire or your perception of like what you think you can control. And when it doesn't go according to plan, that's when you get stressed. That's a lot of the tension and and, and the stress comes from that. When, when, as soon as you realize, well, you know what, why would I expect things to be, to go according to plan? Why should things go the way I think they should go. As soon as you let go of that, technically, you're not supposed to be stressed anymore. That's the yeah. idea. <laughs> Has it, I, I, I'm working on it. In we'll just nutshell. say, in a nutshell, I'm still working on that piece, but I get the concept. I get the idea behind it. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is speaking my language right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that was really fun to look back at. We should look back at this question more often. I really like this question. I think it's a really powerful one. I think so too. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, oh my goodness. Episode 100. Congratulations, Nicole. And thank you for having this beautiful brainchild of an idea to start this podcast. I've had so much fun recording these episodes with you, having these conversations with you, connecting with our friends who are tuning in and sending us beautiful messages like the one about meeting her best friend at age 56. That's so awesome. And yeah, it has just brought so much joy to my life. So I am so honored. I feel so privileged. I'm so happy to be celebrating 100 episodes with you. Oh, and I'm going to say thank you for saying yes. I said that before. Thank you for saying yes, because this podcast has brought so much into my world and that I'm so grateful for. And tying back to my kind of little reflection at the beginning of how awesome it is that we have a record of these, I look forward to being 56 86 and looking back on our conversations together and and revisiting them then how cool how cool would that be totally will over (laughs) over wine and cheese yes because you won't be pregnant about it like every day because you won't be pregnant then (laughs) no sorry And friends, thank you for tuning in and being supportive and amazing. Uh, Nicole and I put so much intention into these episode topics, and we're constantly thinking about you guys and whether or not these topics will be interesting for you and how we can make the conversation most valuable for you. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. That's right. As much as it is podcast for us, it's also for our friends in a big way. All right. Well, as we close out today's celebration, episode. We hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, thank you once again. If you've enjoyed this podcast so far, if you've enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind too, who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.